Springfield's News and Talk. Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop in studio with State Representative Tim Butler. Good morning, Representative. Morning. Uh, It's always good to wake up and listen to Guns N' Roses on a Friday morning like (laughs) I did, you know? (laughs) What are you... Night Train. We were listening to Night Train this morning, so for some strange reason, that you know... (laughs) Listening to Night Train as the sun comes up, but... uh... That only makes sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were watching the sun come up uh, on Saturday morning, which I got to say, I haven't done a 24-hour-plus day in a while, <laughs> and it wrecked me. I still feel it right now um, because when you guys got done at 6 o'clock, you know, I got I got a, maybe two hours of sleep, and I had to be back into the governor's office at 10 yeah, o'clock for, the, for, for a the press conference. conference. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I, that's, that's to me, I mean, I get it. People are in town. They want to keep going. They want to push through. I think, you know, the two frustrating things for me is, why don't we just adjourn at 9, 10 o'clock, come back at 8 o'clock in the morning? We would have been done by noon. You know, people, it would have been so good. The, but really, the bigger problem is the final version of the budget, you know, gets dropped at like midnight. So, and this is a 46 plus billion dollar budget. You know, there were changes between the, the version that was the one before it and the one that got introduced at midnight. Right. And then there's no time to, to take a look at it. I mean, the Senate passed it at what, 3 a.m.? We passed it at 6 a.m. This obviously has become um, uh, kind of uh, the way of doing business under Speaker Welch. And, you know, the last, you know, I mean, this is this is kind of crazy that we that we stay in like this. And I think for the people, you know, again, and I know we we say a lot about the process, but but man, oh, man, the, the people of Illinois need a better product than what we give them every year like this. They need a couple days to digest the budget. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that. Uh, but to vote on something as important as the budget and when it's introduced at midnight and you vote on it at 3 and 6 o'clock in the morning is just kind of ridiculous. So let's uh, kind of talk about some of the aspects of uh, of the budget. Um, definitely want to focus on the, uh, the, the tax relief package, yep. the $1.8 billion that Democrats put in there of uh, mostly temporary relief. So we'll touch on that. But you were uh, pretty instrumental in bringing up the issue of the micro Act. Uh, tell us what that is and how you were able to get that uh, into the budget. Yeah, this is something that the Illinois Manufacturers Association approached to sprout uh, earlier in the year, uh, and I introduced uh, legislation called the Micro Act, which basically gives tax incentives to bring microchip semiconductor production to Illinois. Uh, we saw Ohio uh, put a big package together earlier in the year, I think a eight a billion dollar package or something, it was a huge package to attract uh, semiconductor production to Ohio. We've seen over the last, especially over the last year, the shortage with microchip product production, um, the kind of everything involved with the surrounding the pandemic and the, and the, the distribution chain across the world that we have, you know, chip shortages. Right. Uh, you've seen these photos of these, you know, F150 trucks sitting at Kentucky Speedway waiting for, you know, waiting for, you know, chips to put in them. So the Manufacturers Association came to myself and Senator Gloyak Hilton and said, "Hey, can you introduce this uh, tax incentives to attract these guys to come to Illinois?" Which I think is the way we need to be doing business, breaking down barriers to get business to locate in Illinois. And we have, you know, obviously in the middle of the country we have a great transportation network here. Uh, we have an educated workforce. We have the space 
place to be able to do it in a state like Illinois. I think it'd be a really good opportunity for us to to build on top of what we did with the Rev Act last year about you know electronic electric vehicle um, support to do that for the in the space for semiconductors as well. We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler here on WMAY seven fourteen now, getting a bit of a debriefing of the uh, the state budget and uh, various other elements that were approved in the final hours of legislative session. So with the Micro Act, what are some of the uh, the particulars on this? You, you mentioned the Rev Act right. and how it's going to incentivize right. battery manufacturers. This goes specifically to microchip manufacturers, specifically to chip manufacturers. They'd they'd get some tax some tax relief for locating in Illinois. There's some parameters around the size of production. This isn't just you know some you know ten person shop setting up setting up in Illinois. We're talking about you know hundreds of jobs. We want we want companies at least of fifty jobs, but over a hundred jobs to come locate here in Illinois to be able to invest uh, you know, over a hundred million dollars basically to put this facility. Then they would be able to get some of this this uh, tax incentives that would allow them to to be able to to be more competitive in their business. So kind of a typical way that that we do some of the tax incentive stuff, but to to gear it towards larger companies. You know, to have somebody come and set up shop for a hundred, two hundred, five hundred jobs is really what we're looking at here, and that's that would really drive change not only in the in the semiconductor production, but also in our economy here in the state of Illinois to have a you know a place like this set up shop in Illinois and create a bunch of jobs. Question I, I always hear whenever we talk about uh, carving out tax incentives right. for certain industries over others. Why not just lower the tax burden for all businesses <laughs> I, in Illinois? You know, I mean, you know, Greg, I, that's, I'm, I'm 100% with you on that. I think I think our tax structure here in the state of Illinois uh, on businesses, on, on people is, is way too high. Uh, and beyond that, we make it we make it really hard for businesses to locate. And the red tape that you have to go through in Illinois, whether it's dealing with the Department of Commerce and Economic Opportunity, the Department of Professional regulation. You know, we make it hard for businesses to locate in Illinois. I was talking to somebody yesterday and I said, you know, what we need to do instead of when somebody comes to Illinois and knocks on a door, instead of handing them a piece of paper and saying, hey, you need to fill out this form and get back to us. We need to put their arms around them and say, hey, what do what can we do as a state to bring you into the state to make sure that you're locating jobs here? How can we make it easier for you? That's a mindset shift that for far too long hasn't changed in Illinois. We're talking with State Representative Tim Butler here on WMAY. A few more things I definitely want to uh, talk with him about includes the tax relief that Democrats passed, uh, $1.8 billion. Republicans were looking for $2.2 billion in permanent relief, uh, but we only got the $1.8 billion in mostly temporary relief. Uh, one of the big things there, uh, Representative, is the uh, the gas tax. Uh, it's going to be frozen, 2.2 cents a gallon estimated. Uh, that hasn't even kicked in yet, um, but they have this gas station sticker. <laughs> Do you know any more about how much is it going to cost? Yeah, Who's going to in- investigate you know, this? I, look, I'm I'm all for uh, you know holding the CPI raise in, in, in the gas tax. I you know that's in the motor fuel tax. Uh, I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, we asked some questions about that when when it was up in committee. One of the things that I'm concerned about is is it only it only halts it from July to next January. So come January one, it could be instituted again, and then come next July, so you could could get hit twice in 2023. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, the sticker thing is kind of ridiculous. We brought this up in committee, the ridiculousness of, in an election year, putting this sticker that nobody's going to be able to read anyway because there's so many words on it, but basically is, is a glorified campaign piece to put on to put on gas stations. And I, you know, the, the folks from, from the retail uh, and the fuel associations said they were going to take this to court, and I hope they do, very honestly, because I think it's stupid that, that we're doing this. But at the end of the day, you know, it is tax relief. It, it is not as much as we were hoping to get in there. I was 
glad that obviously we got the micro act in there, but we also got the relief on the parking tax. I think one of the worst interpretations of, uh, of the tax code that I've seen is the fact that the governor's administration through the Department of Revenue said that the parking structure tax applies to the mom and pop operations that park cars at the state fair and so on. That was ridiculous. So we were able to eliminate that. But people are going to see some relief. You know, the, the grocery, uh, the sales tax on groceries gets uh, gets suspended for a while. There's a sales tax holiday on um, uh, before going back to school, which I think is good. Not the relief, the true relief that we need on a permanent level, but at least it's something in a year that's going to be tough on folks. Finally here, um, you got uh, some things happening for Springfield. Uh, Passed last minute, uh, seems to happen at the end of every session, an omnibus uh, package of uh, TIF uh, districts that gets uh, spelled out all across the the, the state. Uh, What were you able to secure for Springfield? Yeah, so so the the mayor and his team had approached us about extending the Madison Place Park Madison Park Place TIF, uh, which is kind of on the just east of downtown, and the idea is that's going to be extended into the Pillsbury area and try to help with the redevelopment of Pillsbury, which I think is great. So, hopefully, uh, with that extension, we'll be able to see you know some TIF funds flow into whatever happens with with Pillsbury um, and and kind of redevelop that area a little bit. So, I think that was that was a good thing to do. And the, you know, the mayor, I give the mayor some credit recently. You know, he's he's brought on a team of, of lobbyists for the city that, that have done a good job engaging members of the General Assembly, which I think has been productive for the city, city because I don't think the communication had been the best between between the city and its legislators. And so the folks that, that have come on have done a really good job of advocating for um, the things for the city. State Representative Tim Butler, that's all the time we've got. Uh, we'll definitely talk again in the near future. Elections are coming up, so we're going to have to talk about that as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you do face an opponent, uh, and uh, as to give the audience the, the the best spectrum I can of everything that's happening impacting you with the elections, we're definitely going to be talking with Representative Butler and others uh, all throughout the next couple of months. So uh, have a great day. Sounds we'll good. Have a soon. great Easter weekend, folks. Absolutely. You too.